Welcome to Friday Night Football Replay, a Ken's 5 podcast on high school football in the San Antonio area with David Flores. I'm Cameron Songer. Thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, week three now in the books, David. Sort of the warm-up period is over and district play starts here as we get into week four. Yeah, by and large, everybody will be uh, start. Most of the teams start district this week. Some of them started last week, but most of them start uh, you know, this week. So it's going to be interesting from here on out. They, they all count, as they say. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the Northside District has been playing, they've been playing district games since week two, but the, the other two major 6A districts in our area, uh, they really get going now. And you've heard some of the coaches yeah. talking about these games, these earlier games as almost preseason games, yeah. sort of keeping some guys out at times or limiting the number of reps. It's been really hot in San Antonio, and I'm sure that's played a, a factor. But, yeah, like you said, these, these count now. Yeah, the big story, I have to say that, of course, we'll talk more about it, but how about Travis Staley? You know, they kept him out. First two games of the season, he's an ace pitcher for that Reagan baseball team. More, more importantly, he's committed to the University of Texas. He played in a bunch of all-star games and, and showcase uh, games uh, all over the country this year. So they wanted to rest his shoulder, his elbow, his arm, and uh, they were 0-2. No coincidence. Then, whoa, he comes off, uh, uh, starts the the, uh, the third game, and they upset. Uh, well, I don't think you could call that an upset. You know, so they, they beat Clemens because, you know, uh, uh, they came back and beat them 35-28. to They were behind. They scored 21 straight points in the fourth quarter, unanswered points. To win that ball game, State had a great game, but we'll talk about it more. Yeah, let's take a look, sort of rewind a little bit. The top 10 rankings on Kens5.com heading into week three. We'll start in the 6A area. Judson, Brandeis, Steele were 1, 2, and 3. Then Brennan, Clemens, O'Connor, Smithson Valley, Roosevelt, Jay, and then Madison rounding out the top 10 for 6A. Let's take a look at how they did over the course of week number three. We'll start with Judson. Uh, they had a home game, 39 nothing, no problem. No, no problem. That's a game that got rained out last year. Uh, there was a really bad uh, forecast for a lot of rain down in the valley, and, and Judson didn't want to take a chance of getting stuck down there in a flood or whatever. So they handily beat the Cardinals. Uh, DeAnthony Lewis uh, had, a, had a great game. Their running back averaged 10.3 yards a carry. He, he uh, toted the ball 15 times for 155 yards, scored three touchdowns. Uh, they had uh, 427 yards uh, total offense, 350 on the ground. So that kind of tells you uh, – and then Mike Chandler, the quarterback, had 10 carries for 117 yards, 11.7 yards a carry, one touchdown. So they're rolling. I mean, you know, Judson, Judson is feel good about them being our number one team, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and that win against Harlingen. So they finished the non-district portion of their schedule 3-0, and get into a tough district uh, here in week who, four. And you know who they're playing. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll <laughs> get to that. The number two team in our uh, week three rankings was Brandeis. They were in week two of their district portion. They took care of business as well, beating Marshall 56-6. to Yeah, uh, Jordan battles again. He's the catalyst. He's the guy. You know, uh, the quarterback, just a junior. Uh, he went 12 carries, 125 yards, 10.4 average, three touchdowns. He completed nine of 12 uh, attempts passing-wise, 105 yards, no touchdowns, but very, very efficient game. And, you know, Brandeis was expected to beat Marshall. The three seed in our uh, 6A rankings for week three was Steele, and the Knights pitched a shutout against Churchill, wrapping up their non-district play 3-0 and with a 28 to nothing win. Yeah, boy, I tell you what, the, the, the big stat here, Cameron, is in total offense. Uh, 445 to 74 in total offense. Uh, you know, Churchill uh, only got 74 yards against him. Wyatt Beagle, the, the quarterback for Steele, was 10 of 16, 163 yards with one touchdown. Uh, check this out. Steele had 24 first downs to Churchill's two. So that's uh, and then and then just a little side note for those of you that follow Jalen Jones. You know he's the blue chip cornerback that's already committed to A&M. They're using him on offense. They're starting him, not just using him. They're starting him. 
He had only one catch, but it was for a 67-yard touchdown. So he's got it's three efficient. touchdowns for the. It's efficient. Yeah, he's got three uh, touchdown uh, uh, catches for the season. One of two 6A ranked matchups for the Kens5.com top 10 uh, pitted Brennan against Jay. That's a district matchup, and it was a Thursday night game. Both teams came in 2-0, and and uh, Brennan, they looked really, really good. A 49-6 win over Jay, who had come in ranked number 9. Yeah, Jay has a pretty good ball club. They've got some talent on that team. Jordan Florida is their quarterback. Uh, 15 of 28, uh, no interceptions, 162 yards, uh, no touchdowns. But he, he did run for two touchdowns, though. And, uh, again, Brennan's defense, top-notch. You know, Stephen Bajor, their coach, does a heck of a job with that defense. 409 on 148. Boy, they, they held Jay, which is a very talented offensive team, to only 148 yards in total offense. Anytime you can do that in this era of the spread offense, and as well as, if, you know, you, you fall off the bus, you've already got 50 yards. And stuff. It's just really, you know, it's, it, it amazes me how they just got 148 yards. Well, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Reagan... Uh, with a surprising, maybe a surprising win. They'd started 0-2. They were taking on Clemens, who came in ranked number five in our 6A uh, area rankings. And uh, Clemens taking their first loss of the year. Well, that had to be tough. That had to be tough uh, for the Buffaloes. They were up 28-14 to after three quarters. And, and Reagan scored, you know, 21 unanswered, uh, unanswered points to, you know, to, to win the game 35-28. to Millimore on, on Travis Staley, he was 13 of 21 for 249 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Didn't show any ill effects or any rust from sitting sitting out those first two games. How about O'Connor? They were 1-1. One and one. They had the sixth spot in our rankings going into week number three. They uh, beat a pretty good Warren team, 35-21. Yeah, you know, Warren is on a two-game skid. You know, they, they, they had lost the week before. Uh, they were they were pushed around by Brennan, and then they, they had the uh, misfortune of having to run into O'Connor. The, that, that's the, a tough one-two punch, boy, man. Uh, to, to turn right around. Uh, very efficient game for David Dodd uh, from O'Connor, the quarterback. Uh, he went uh, 21 of 34, uh, uh, rushing for 218 yards and two touchdowns. Passing, though, rather. 21 of 34, of 34, no interceptions. 218 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, two touchdowns. The other... Ranked matchup in the 6A classification for our Kens5.com top 10 rankings uh, was another Thursday night game. Smithson Valley was against Madison and uh, the Rangers. Again, another one of those teams from that 26-6A that are going to enter district play off a shutout victory, 44-0 over the Mavericks. Boy, what a, you, you kind of saw that coming, uh, Cameron, that uh, Smithson Valley would probably win the game because, remember, Madison came out of nowhere last year and won that district. They had Dante Hagens at quarterback. They went to Smithson Valley and beat them over there. That doesn't happen very often. So I figured Smith's about it was going to be spoiling for a fight. Uh, I went to that game on Thursday night. I went over and, boy, I tell you what, it was domination. I mean, they just, uh, uh, once you get let Smith's and Valley get in their rhythm offensively, you're sunk. You're on your heels. And uh, complete domination, 44-0, uh, as you said. It was 20, 27-0 uh, at, uh, at uh, halftime. Uh, and, again, I hate to dwell on these total offenses, but I think they tell the story a lot of times. Uh, Smith's and Valley had 459 yards. Madison had 99. So what are you going to do? Unless you get turnovers and, you know, get big plays, you're, you're not going to... Uh... It's going to be hard to score. So Madison falls to 1-2. and two. They were the number 10 team in our rankings. One other team that was in the top 10 picking up a win is the Roosevelt Rough Riders. They're 3-0 uh, they're and now. They had a win against Laredo Alexander. They were at home here in San Antonio, 62-35. So a real offensive showcase in that one. Well, they've got... They had a 1-2 punch. Talk about a 1-2 punch. They're, they're running back... Uh, 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 one of the running backs, uh, uh, Dwayne Coleman, or rather their, their quarterback, was 10 of 13 for 191 yards, two touchdowns. But then Rashad Owens, the, the, the youngster we've been talking about since the preseason, their running back uh, uh, had 15 carries, 159 yards, 
three touchdowns, averaged uh, 10.6 yards a carry, and Roosevelt uh, racked up 501 yards of total offense. So they're going to be tough in that, that Northeast District. Yeah, we'll talk about that Northeast District now for a second. So Madison, like you said, the defending champs, but they're one and two as they get into district play. Reagan also one and two, and Roosevelt three and zero. Oh. Uh, I it feel, we feel like a broken record a little bit, David. But at the beginning of the year, we talked about Roosevelt yeah. as, as maybe a dark horse team. They're, they're not surprising anybody anymore. No. and district play hasn't even started yet. No, they're going to be. And everywhere I went in that Northeast District, and really even and here was a proof of the pudding, Cameron. Even outside the district, when I was doing these preseason previews, talking to coaches, going to different schools, they'd say, hey, unsolicited. They'd go, I'll tell you a team, to, to, they're not even a dark horse because they should be, as Roosevelt, have a lot of athletes. Uh, they haven't made the playoffs in six years. I think they're, they were 18 and 42 in the previous six seasons coming, in, coming into this season. But they had a lot of athlete, good athletes, and they lost a lot of close games last year. So now they're turning it around. And they're, and they're, uh, they're overdue. And it's almost a coaching cliche. Sometimes coaches, you hate to sound so cynical, but you know, because like, uh, I want to give them credit for what they're doing, but it's just their turn. <laughs> it's just their turn to maybe win the district, you know. So you never know, you know. Yeah, things line up sometimes for a team, yeah. and a lot of <laughs> other things can be even. And suddenly, you have a team that yes. has a lot of returning players from a team that lost a lot of close games last year. The law of averages says other teams are going to have more attrition, and uh, yeah. it, that's, a, that's a very even district. It's it, it can really be up in the air a lot of years, and this year might be another example where we have a, a, a new champion yeah. uh, where a team yeah. fails and, to defend the crown. And Matt Carroll does a great job there. And you're so right about that because for for years it was almost like the district championship was the exclusive property of the Reagan you know, uh, the Reagan Ball Club. They under David Wetzel who left, and he's now at Baylor. Uh, they won four straight, and then Johnson won. Uh, you know the the next year, and then and then last year, you know Madison wins it, and now and now we got Roosevelt. Who's going to win this one? Is it going to be Roosevelt or is uh, Reagan going to? You know Reagan made a statement last week with that with that win, you yeah. know over Clemens. So don't count those guys out. And that's one thing we said earlier in the pod was, you know, you can throw the records out. Those are preseason games, so you know it Roosevelt Roosevelt is three and zero, but. They Doesn't could. Matter. They, they have to run the table the yeah, rest of the way if they want to. If they want to. The district. It starts, yeah. starts again. Call themselves district champions. Let's turn our attention now to the sub six A, and we have rankings that include the five A, four A, all the way down through Taps and everybody else in the San Antonio area. Let's take a look at the rankings entering week three, and David, probably not a lot of change going from week three to week four because. All of the top 10 teams won. We'll run through it here. Uh, Bernie Champion was one, then Wagner, Kerrville, Tyvee, and Harlan at number four. Vets Memorial at number five. Antonian at six. Southside, Bernie, Burbank, and Brackenridge rounding out the top 10. Let's take a look at uh, how they got there, though. And Bernie Champion was our number one team coming in. They played a 6A team on a Saturday night game and won uh, against MacArthur 44-21. Yeah, very, very solid victory for, for Champion. Luke Boyers, you know, the, the quarterback, who's just you know one of the top quarterbacks in our area, uh, you know rushed uh, or passed uh, 17 attempts, 20, uh, 17 completions, 27 attempts, no interceptions, 161 yards, one touchdown, and he also ran for two touchdowns. And he's he's a dual threat. He's a classic. Luke Boyers is a classic dual threat quarterback, just a great athlete. Uh, he's just got it, as they say, and, and they're they're in good stead with him from sort of that spread air raid offense to a very more traditional offense for the number two team in Wagner. Uh, they were playing Sam Houston. That's, that's a district game, mm -hmm. and uh, Wagner won that 41-6. to That was a Thursday night game. Yeah, that was a district opener, and uh, Sam Houston just, they can't stay with Wagner. You know, Wagner, a lot of, for all intents and purposes, you know, they're 
hate to say this, but they're kind of a six A team. You know, they're they're not they're five A, but well, they're 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 a big five A. Okay, and and uh, they just uh, they bounced back from that fifty two uh, to fourteen loss to Jetson in the Hammer Bowl the week before, and you knew that they would. Uh, and they're now two and one. So. So we'll see. I figure maybe Champion and Wagner's waiting there for Champion to kind of slip, and maybe then they'll they'll take a top spot. We'll see. One of the teams gunning for that uh, top spot as well, Kerrville Tyvee in the same district as Champion. Uh, they were also picking on a 6A team on Friday night, and they beat Del Rio on the road 48-14. A nice win for the Antlers. Well, you got to love this this name, uh, uh, Cameron Trapper Pinnell. I love yes. that. Trapper Pinnell. You know, his parents probably watched... Uh, Mash, you know, and stuff. But, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, uh, he accounted for six touchdowns, four of them rushing. Uh, he had uh, 17 20, of 25, 213 yards uh, passing, uh, two touchdown passes, and, and then he had 107 yards rushing, and I, as I said, the four touchdowns. Just a really, really uh, outstanding game by Mr. Trapper Pinnell. Keeping with the theme of San Antonio 5A teams beating up on 6A teams from outside our area, Laredo United South made the trip into San Antonio on Saturday night and lost to Harlan 28-14. Yeah, Harlan was led by quarterback uh, Cannon Williams, uh, 13 of 22, 231 yards, three touchdowns. He's just, uh, you know, his, touch, his touchdown passes were 13, 31, and 53 yards. And that guy's got to have... One of the best names for a quarterback, Cannon. Oh, yeah. But that's with a K. Cannon Williams, outstanding quarterback. The only way I think you can make it better would be Cannon Armstrong, but that's almost <laughs> too much. That, that's, like a, that's like a sitcom. <laughs> Cannon Armstrong, that'd be great. That'd be great. Goals. If there's an Armstrong family out there listening. Yeah. That's, uh, an that's an idea. Just, just an idea if you're searching for baby names. Uh, Veterans Memorial came in at number five in our 5A rankings. They also played on Thursday night, opening district play in 13-5A D1, and they took care of business against Lanier 56-0. Yeah, Veterans Memorial uh, outgained uh, Lanier 461-89 to in, in total offense. It's, it's just it's tough for Lanier. Lanier's kind of having a having a down year. You know, Don Gatton has, done, has been there for so long, did a great job, but, you know, they're going to have these kind of seasons, and they'll, they'll keep plugging away, but it's, it's a tough – it's a tough uh, – Tough road to hoe for, uh, for the Vokes of Lanier. Here's a really interesting one. This is the game you were at Friday night, David. The, uh, the number six team in our 5A and below rankings, uh, Antonian. They improved to 3-0, and picking up a 47-24 win against Lee. That's a 6A team taking on a TAPS team. Uh, what would you see from that one? I went to the game because, as you, as we know, you know most, a lot of good games were Thursday or Saturday, and I needed a Friday game. I figured, hey, you know what? That's a good, that's a good ball game right there. So I went, and Lee was coming off that – you know, they've broken that 19-game loser streak. I saw an Antonian team that's pretty good. They've got the Khalil uh, Warfield, the quarterback. He had two, touchdown, uh, two touchdowns through the air, you know, passing-wise, and he ran for one. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're very solid. And, and Lee just couldn't, just couldn't get it going. You know, they just couldn't get it going. Antonian just jumped on early, and, and the game was, uh, was at uh, Antonian. And a little side note on that, it was just the third week of the season, and they were already celebrating homecoming. That's just one of the that's, earliest. That's an early one. And then somebody told me that Brennan celebrated their homecoming on Thursday night, the night before. I'm thinking, what happened to the romance? <laughs> I, mean, I thought it was always later, later in the year. And I remember when I was a kid, you liked it later in the year because it gave you more money, uh, more time to save your money to buy it if you would get that girl the mom. <laughs> you know, early in the season, you just, you know, your, your, your pockets were empty and stuff. Yeah, you know? it's it's still early enough in the school year. What's your, what's your name again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So that's that's really interesting. The number seven team in our five A uh, our sub six A rankings on Ken's Five dot com was the Southside Cardinals, and they also picked up a win. They're three and zero now. They defeated Memorial fifty six to six. That was a, a matchup of five A schools, but non district. Yeah, non district. Memorial uh, is the one that's that's tough. You know, two years ago they were in a different district. They're in this district now. You know, uh, no one gets more out of their players than Ricky Locke does at Southside. Those kids play hard, they play for each other, and they're just tough. And they're, they're South. I mean, they're South. That's why they call it Southside. They're out there in the boonies. You know, it's almost a rural school, you know, and but they do a heck of a job. And what a way to end uh, non-district play. They've got to buy this week, so what a way. They, oh, yeah. They go, and now they get to not kick back and relax, but they, they get to – not as stressful as it's been the last few weeks. You talk about how it's a rural school on Ken's5.com. You can see uh, our player of the week for week three was uh, Southside quarterback Alejandro Escamilla. Escamilla. The, uh, and they call him the cowboy because uh, when he gets to choose the the soundtrack for the team, whether it's in the locker room or at practice, he's choosing country music. <laughs> we have some great pictures of him growing up on his on his parents' ranch, you know, riding horses, and now he's out yep. there leading the Cardinals. So it's a, one of the many features you'll see on kens5.com throughout the high school football season, That's our right. weekly player of the week that also airs on Thursday nights in our 10 o'clock newscast. The number eight team in our sub-6A rankings is the only member of the uh, 4A classification to, to earn a spot here in this ranking so far. Uh, Bernie, and they took on a, a good San Antonio Holy Cross team at home, uh, Taps versus 4A matchup, and Bernie won that game 26-24. So the Greyhounds, now they're 3-0. and Yep, they're tough. You know, they're, they're, they're going to be, that does not surprise me. They're, they're, they've got a heck of a program over there. They're, they are 4A. Uh, Rashawn Galloway had, had a good game, 20 of 29, no interceptions, 247 yards, two touchdowns. And uh, they just, uh, uh, they, they were just, they were, they were, they were tough. They, and they, they do a great job out there. And then you go to Bernie, it's kind of, it's, they're, they're tough at home. So a great win uh, by the Greyhounds. Yeah, the loss dropped Holy Cross to 2-1. and one. I think if they had won that game, maybe they would have seen themselves climb into the rankings. Yeah. They have yeah. that win over Central Catholic. Uh, yes. But 2-1, and one, and the, they're in a smaller TAPS district. They only play three district games, I believe. So they still have a lot more non-district non play to right. get through and, some, and some more opportunities right. to get some, some big right. wins right. Uh, for Holy Cross. We'll check in now at number nine, and that is Burbank. They came in uh, looking pretty good. They're up to 3-0 and now on the year after they won a district game against Edison, but it was close, 27-24. That, you know, Burbank, I'm, that's who I'm writing my story on, a little plug here, shameless self-promotion. Uh, that, that'll be my story on Friday. I'm writing a story on just their team, that 3-0 start is their first 3-0 start in 41 years. Wow. Since 1978. In 1978, they went 10-0 in the regular season, and then they lost to Churchill in the first round. Churchill went on to the semifinals. They were a good ball club. But this is the first 3-0 start in, in, uh, uh, you know, in 41 years. I said it's in 1978. And they won, Cameron. Check this out. They won, won without their running back, Matthew Salazar, who had a hurt ankle the week before against uh, Memorial. He didn't start. He couldn't play. He did go in late in the game. I don't know why they put him in the, late in the game. He carried once for two yards. But uh, they he had 524 yards after two two games. So he's he was a leading rusher, you know, in, in our area. But the guy that st uh, stepped in for it, a guy named Jose Flores, and he would be a Flores, uh, went uh, for 115 yards on 21 carries. Didn't score, but he had a 5.5 average. And so he took Salazar's place, and that's going to be – We'll, I know we'll get to that eventually, but that's they got a big game this week, you know, and so so we'll see if they can go to uh, to, to four and zero. The uh, other 
13-5A team. A lot of 13-5A D1 teams in those uh, sub-6A mm-hmm. rankings mm-hmm. Uh, holding down the number 10 spot. Brackenridge, uh, they pitched a shutout against Jefferson, 20 to nothing, to improve to 2-1. and one. Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be in it. That's a, that was another what a thirteen five A division one opener district opener. So they're going to be they're going to be there. And I won't say who they're going to play this week because we're not <laughs> we'll going to get, we'll get to it. it. <laughs> but yeah, so really quickly, so that was the top ten teams in six A and sub six A. Let's run through now the rest of the games that took place over the course of this week three weekend. We, we mentioned a lot of non-district games, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll start talking less and less about non-district games and more and more about right. district games, as we, especially now as we turn to week four. But the uh, the other games we didn't mention yet, uh, Taft defeated Clark 34-21. We also had Alamo Heights at East Central. That's a 5A versus 6A matchup, and East Central won a close game, 35-28. New Braunfels defeated Johnson, another close game, 28-21. Dripping Springs handled New Braunfels Canyon. That's a 5A team punching up a little bit. 54-38, a lot of offense in that game. Laredo United fell in the uh, San Antonio area to San Marcos, 29-28. And then in a very low scoring game, Georgetown, that's up in the Austin area, traveled down to mm-hmm. South San and picked up an 11-8 win. So some, some high scoring games and some low scoring games there in the rest of the 6A. Uh, quickly now, the, the sub-6A for the rest of San Antonio. Central Catholic was at Seguin, and the Buttons improved to 2-1 with a 51-43 win against the Matadors. Harlandale defeated Kennedy, 50-0. Somerset beat McCollum, 27-26. That's a close game. That's a close one. Really exciting. Uh, Southwest defeated Uvalde, 48-37. Southwest Legacy, they've been looking good after that uh, sort of slow start in their first varsity season. They defeated Divine, 31 to 7. Medina Valley over Hondo, 41 14. First win for Lee Crisp, the new head coach, right? Yeah, they're 1 and 2. I believe so, yeah. yeah. Floresville against Carrizo Springs. That's a 4A versus 5A. Teams we a lot of times don't talk about when we have that focus on the city, but give them the shout out here. Floresville, 48. Carrizo Springs, 20. And uh, San Antonio Cole, now 1 and 2 on the year. They kept uh, San Antonio Christian out of the win column with a 41 21 game. Those are all Friday night games. Then on Saturday, uh, we mentioned two of them the Bernie champion MacArthur, Laredo United South against Harlan, and then uh, Stevens shut out Holmes 46 0 in 28 6A. I think that's the second straight shutout loss for Holmes, I think, right? I, don't, I can't remember they scored their first game. You know, your heart goes out to these teams. Bless their heart. You know, it's still hot. It's still tough to practice out there. I don't want to go, go out on a tangent here, but, you know, Juan Morales does a good job, and it's tough enough to practice when you're winning, and then when you're losing, to go out there. You know, and drag yourself out there on the field and have a good attitude. That's t- that's tough. That's well, tough. And, and that's one thing coaches can sort of talk about now. Uh, not so much in, in that Northside district, and not so much in uh, 13 uh, 5A D1 where they've played their openers. But in a lot of these districts now, you know, the other two 6A districts, 26 and 27 mm-hmm. 6A, mm-hmm. open district play this week. And I think what you'll hear across a lot of high school practice uh, fields this week is guys were 0 and 0, whether they're 3 and 0, 0 and 3, or somewhere in between. It's it's a new start to a season because yeah. you can you can make the playoffs even if you start zero and three. The goals that they have at the beginning of the year, it's just like uh, one of the players from ETSA was saying the other day after they lost. They said, "Well, nobody, you know, I don't think anybody thought we were going to go undefeated. It would have been nice to beat Baylor and beat Army, but you know they didn't. So they're, they're so they're one and two going into conference play this week. So he just said the same thing. He said everything that our goal has always been to win a conference, okay, substitute district for high school." And, and and go to a bowl, okay, substitute playoffs. So that's the same thing with high schools. If you no matter you could be 0 3 
And then you go you go in here like Reagan's a good example. They were they were 0 and 2. They could have very easily been 0 and 3. Staley plays, they win, they're 1 and 2. But even if you're 0 and 3, you know, it's hard to flick the switch. But if you've been playing a little better, a little better every week, every week, every week, you have a chance. You know, yeah. so four teams make the playoffs, so you know, don't count yourself out. The flip side of that is you can be three and zero, start feeling pretty good about yourself, and then you, yeah. depending on how the schedule shakes out for early in district, yes. y- you might suddenly not feel so great, and uh, and then a loss now stings a lot more. Yes. Uh, so let's take a look at some of these games now. Week four, this uh, the weekend that includes September nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty first, the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And we'll start with the Thursday games. There are four of them in the San Antonio area, 2-6-A and 2-5-A. We'll start with uh, 28-6-A. They have two games. O'Connor takes on Jay at Gus and Clark against Brandeis at uh, Ferris Stadium. Well, you know you know who should win, right? Yeah. We'll see. Right. We'll see. Uh, O'Connor and Brandeis were our preseason picks to yeah, win the district. Yeah. They're, they've so far shown that they are better than most of the other teams. But uh, all things being equal, those two teams look like they're on a collision course. But we'll see. It's not even midseason yet. You know, so let's go. Getting closer to midseason, but you're right, we're not there yet. And then in 5A, 13-5A at Alamo Stadium, Wagner takes on Lanier. And uh, a 4A versus 5A matchup on Thursday with Bernie taking on Harlandale. And the the Greyhounds, they're still undefeated. They've got a lot of momentum. They've got a lot of momentum. And Harlandale is going to have their their hands full. They're playing at Harlandale Memorial Stadium. That's always a nice place to watch a game. And it it should be an entertaining ballgame. In 6A on Friday night, the uh, the 26-6A openers, and there are two very, very good ones. Take your pick for what you want to call game of the week. Clemens at Smithson Valley, Judson at Steele. I think I know which one you would probably lean towards as the game of the week. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Judson Steele. That would be number <laughs> one, number three. Uh, I haven't seen either of those two teams this year, uh, and so it's going to be – I've seen them at practice, but I haven't seen them in a game. And, boy, that's going to be – that's at Lynn Hall Stadium. And that's going to be a, a Donnybrook, uh, you know, to uh, to pull out a word from the past there. It's, it should be a good one. And that's a, that's a rivalry. You know, that's a rivalry because they're, they're both in the same, not only in the same district, but they're in the neighborhood there. And uh, for the longest time, uh, Judson was having a hard time beating Steele, but they've won the last few times that they've met. And uh, they've kind of turned it around, but Steele is looking pretty good. They've got a good defense, and they've got enough offense where they can stay Maybe with Judson, but boy, Judson's got so, you hate to use the word weapons, but they'd have so much, you know, so many threats on, on offense. And, and Mike Chandler is a good, steady quarterback. And then that DeAnthony Lewis, he may not be a sincere McCormick. He's just a junior, but he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, that could be a district championship game. If, if everything else holds and those teams yeah, are able to take be. care of business against everybody else in the district, yeah. that could be the one that decides mm-hmm. District 26-6A mm-hmm. happening here in Week 4. Another good one as well between uh, Clemens and Smithson Valley. That could go a long way towards determining a playoff berth. Uh, the loser of that one suddenly doesn't have very much margin for error. No, they don't. And, and you know, uh, Jared Johnston will have Clemens ready. You know, they'll you know, go, hey, we were ahead last week, you know, and, and you know, they're, they're winning 28-14. to 14. After three quarters, you know, against uh, Reagan and Staley uh, brought them back, and, and, and they lost the game 35-28. I'm sure they'd like to have a redo on that, but I'm uh, knowing Jared uh, Johnston, who was on the Steel staff when they won State here back in 2010, uh, he would tell him, hey, flush that game out. It's 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 done. You know, he's going to get them up, and uh, now we have to play the Rangers, and you can't go in there feeling sorry for yourself because then the Rangers will – They'll, they'll, they'll put it to you. I'm talking about Smithson Valley, of course. And you talk about Clemens, that, that uh, motivation to practice this week. You, you, yes. Something you talked about a little bit earlier. There's no shortage of motivation for no. the Buffaloes no. this week. Uh, the other games in 26-6A, East Central's at San Marcos and New Braunfels Canyon at New Braunfels. That's a little bit of a rivalry, too. Oh, yeah. yeah, big. Uh, that's a big game. And New Braunfels has gotten better. 
New Braunfels Canyon is better, but uh, New Braunfels is, is is a pretty good ball club, and they can make a, you know, they, you got to win the games you got to win. Now I'll just leave it up to you to who you think should win the game, but that's the whole key. When you're in that district, with with Smithson Valley, Clamon, Steele, and Judson, it's hard to break that four. So you're hoping that maybe you could sneak in at number four. And the thing I heard this summer from the rest of the coaches in that, you know, the second bottom, uh, second uh, half of the district is, you hate to say bottom half, but they go. The key for us is we have to win the games we can win. And it almost sounds cliche, but because if you lose those, well, then you have no chance. Right. But if you win those games and somebody uh, trips up, you might sneak into the playoffs. So it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. 26-6A, it's, it's a really difficult district. Diff- they're, they're, district. You can make a case that there are always four good teams, often five or six good playoff-worthy teams, but there's always four spots. So. Well, a, a few years ago when – uh, Frank Harris, the quarterback at at at, uh, at uh, UTSA now, was a junior at Clemens. Tell you how good those teams were. They all four of those teams made it to the state quarterfinals, and they played each other, you know, to go to the state to go to the state. So, so for the, that was a regional championship. So, <laughs> but uh, Judson Judson wound up beating Smithson Valley, and Steele uh, wound up beating Clemens. So one of them was Division One, which was Judson and Smithson Valley. The other one was Division Two. But just think that those four teams they met. They were the best <laughs> in the region until the very end, until the regional uh, finals. You know. Yeah, that, that, that could be the case again this year. You never know. You never know. Let's take a look at 27-6A. There are two games on the Friday night slate. Reagan is against Johnson at Hero Stadium, and Roosevelt takes on MacArthur at Comalander Stadium. And the other games are Saturday. We'll get to those in a second. Boy, that's a good game. Oh, there, Reagan and Johnson. Oh, boy, you talk about some players on each team. You know, uh, they're, they're, they're going to be they're gonna be tough. Then you talk about uh, also, uh, Cameron, well, well coached teams. You know, Lyndon Hamilton does a heck, and his staff, they do a heck of a job at Reagan. Then you have uh, Ron Ritterman at, at, uh, at Johnson, and, and they have their quarterback, Reasoner, I think Ty Reasoner, who's tough. Uh, they're going to be, it's going to be a heck of a game. It's going to be a heck of a game. Over in 28-6A, we mentioned O'Connor and Brandeis will be both in action on Thursday. The Friday night games at Gus, uh, Holmes against Warren, and then at Ferris, Stevens against Marshall. Chances for uh, those teams to pick up some, some early wins. Yeah, you know, uh, Holmes is having trouble scoring. And they're running into a Warren team that's gotten beat, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks. The back-to-back losses, they're going to be a little upset. And so, but you never know. It only takes, on any given night, as they say, maybe Holmes can do it. Let's turn our attention to the 5A slate on Friday night. Seguin is on the road. That's a district game in 12-5A D1. They'll take on Austin Northeast, the school that used to be known as Reagan. Uh, Brackenridge takes on Burbank. That's at SAISD Complex, a 13-5A D1 matchup. Good one. That's going to be the good one. That's the one that's where Burbank is 3-0 for the first time in 41 years. Brack is 2-1. Uh, Brack's a perennial playoff team. That's one of the biggest games Burbank has had, you know, regular season games in, in years. I went back and checked uh, the budget that I sent my editor, the story budget. Last year, tell, tell you the, the, uh, the situation Burbank's been in since the last 41 years. You know, they haven't, they haven't uh, uh, this was their first 3-0 start since 1978. Last year they finished six and four. That was only their third winning season in 41 years, and they also had two five and five. So, okay, three and two five. Okay, so that means they had losing. They've had losing seasons 36 of the last 41 years, and they've had an 0 and 10 thrown in there. And all. So I'm here to tell you, you don't think those people are excited in that little community over there, <laughs> that Burbank, which is right off I, you know, 90 and, and 35 and all that. They are excited, and it's one of the oldest schools. I guarantee you they're playing that game at SISD Sports Complex. Too bad they're not playing in Alamo, but they'll fill up that little stadium over there, and they're, they're going to be excited. They're going to be excited. 
Well, the Alamo game on Friday night is Highlands against Jefferson and also in 13-5A over at Rutledge on Friday night, Edison against Veterans Memorial. A couple well, other games in a very tough district. Yeah, Veterans Memorial just gets better and better and better. Richard, Richard uh, Mendoza is, is a good guy. And then don't count out Edison. You know, they'll compete hard. Jesse Monreal is the coach at, at, uh, at Edison. Uh, those, play, those guys reflect their coach. That guy uh, is a heck of a guy. When he went to Incarnate Word, he worked work He was in a work study program at Incarnate Word. He worked for the the ground crew, you know, maintenance and stuff like that. And he that's how he paid for his education. And then he became a coach. And he talk about a, just a, a great story. Uh, Jesse Morial, great great guy. Handful of five A teams will play some six A foes from out of the area. We'll start with the Harlandale Stadium hosts uh, McCollum against Eagle Pass on Friday night. Laredo United South will be at Southwest on Friday night, and Southwest Legacy makes the trip to Laredo to take on LBJ. Meanwhile, in 14-5A D2, Kennedy is at Alamo Heights. Bernie Champion at Kerrville Tyvee. And uh, let's stop reading the list for a second because that one should have neon lights around that's it. That's the one, yeah. Boy, that's going to be it. You talk about a hill country uh, tussle. You know, those guys are going to be uh, – well, Tyvee's a preseason favorite. And they, they're uh, – which, of course, Tyvee is the alma mater of one uh, – Johnny Manziel, you know, and stuff, Mr. Football. And, uh, but, uh, oh, that's going to be good. Uh, and then you got Luke Boyers. On, you, you got uh, uh, Trapper Pinnell, quarterbacking for Tyvee. Then you've got Luke Boyers, quarterback for Champion. And their supporting cast are all pretty good. Both teams are well coached. Uh, they're going to be – it's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, boy, you wish you could be in all these different games. Like right. one quarter here, here, I'm going to go I'm going to go to Jets again. And I'm going to drive over here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. So, how do you, but you can't do that. Judson Steele, Clemens Smithson Valley. Burbank, Brackenridge. Burbank, Brackenridge, and then also uh, champion against Kerrville Tyvee. All this is in week four. Uh, there's a lot of district races that hinge pretty heavily on these mm. games, and they're all stacked up in the first half of the season. Yeah, boy, that's, you talk about the schedule being front-loaded, right? It's not even, we're not even five games into the regular season. It's still September, and it's still 95 degrees outside. And speaking of September, I'm talking about Luke, Luke Boyers. I wrote a story with for our rankings last week, and I said something like uh, their coach, uh, uh, Keith Kaiser, who played quarterback at MacArthur, uh, great, he's been out there. He's run out of superlatives on how to describe Boyers. And I said, we're not even, at that right. time, we weren't even at September 15th. We weren't even at mid-September. And he was already running out of out of adjectives, out of superlatives. Got to break out the thesaurus, coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hit that library. <laughs> Unbelievable. A couple more sub-6A games on Friday night. Lockhart at Medina Valley and Uvalde against Memorial. Those are both 14-5A D2 matchups. And then a, a couple of the TAPS teams. Uh, Antonian at Holy Cross, so two San Antonio TAPS schools will lock horns. And Central Catholic makes the trip up to Austin to take on Austin Regents, and they're a perennial power. A word of caution to Antonian, do not sleep on Holy Cross. And, and Van Fushak said, you know, I went to the game, so I talked to him, interviewed him for a few minutes uh, after the game, and he said, boy, it's going to be tough next week because Mike Harrison will have those guys from Holy Cross. Uh, you know, he'll be having – he'll – He'll have them sky high for that game. It would not. I would not be surprised to see Antonin stub its toe, uh, uh, you know, against that team. But Antonin's got the firepower. They got. They've got uh, Khalil Warfield. They've got some some good running backs. They have a, a good defense and all. And uh, Central Catholic uh, have to mention here a little shout out to to their running back Gibby Garza. He went off. Two hundred and thirty three yards on thirty four carries, four touchdowns, caught two passes for one hundred twenty five yards and one touchdown. So his total offense was. 358 yards, and then he had five kickoff returns for 103 yards. So he had 461 yards of all-purpose yardage. So that's a that's, pretty, a, that's a lot of yards. It's a lot of yards. They, they beat uh, who? They beat they beat Seguin, right? Yeah, they yeah. beat Seguin. Yep. 
And then Randolph, I don't know if we mentioned Randolph. We mentioned they, they uh, running back uh, Jaden Arthur, their running back, went for 235 on only two, uh, 11 carries and rushed for five touchdowns. They beat Johnson City 47-24. Just giving a little shout-out to one of our 3A teams. Uh, you know, a lot of times it's hard to find stats on these on these guys, you know, sometimes from these smaller these smaller schools. So if you guys uh, email us or something or just, you know, do, do something, if you, if you want to, you know, some of these guys mentioned or something. Yeah, let us know. Uh, yeah. D. at kens5.com and, yeah. or uh, C. Songer at kens5.com. Right. We'd love to hear your feedback on the on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, quickly wrapping it up here uh, for week four. There are four Saturday games in the San Antonio area, uh, three of them in the 6A and one uh, a sort of cross-classification. Churchill against Madison is at Comalander. South San takes on Lee at Hero Stadium. Brennan takes on Taft at Ferris. And then uh, Harlan, again, gets to host the Saturday night game in the uh, the Northside ISD. Uh, they take on Del Rio, who makes the trip over uh, to Gus. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, those Saturday games, it kind of, is that, maybe they're saying we, they say the best for last, and that's what they're, that's what they're telling Harlan. Uh, that game there, Churchill, Madison, oof, uh, those are two teams coming off tough losses, and uh, we'll, we'll see, uh, uh, well, they were both shut out, right? Churchill was shut out by Steele. And then, and then Madison was uh, Madison was shut out by Smithson Valley. So that's going to be you talk about some motivation. And then, and then Lee will try to bounce back against South San. South San is the only outsider in that district 27-6A. The rest of them are uh, are all Northeast schools, or else it'd be a 17 district of South San winning there. Quick, quick note here. I heard one of the things you know with this realignment next year. They're saying one idea is being brought uh, or being floated out there is that. Well, uh, next next year when uh, Harlan moves up, they're going to have 11 schools in that district, in the north side district. So instead of splitting those uh, up and, and to go for one, uh, five, six and five or, or whatever, they're going to take maybe two schools from there and put them with the northeast. That, that way they both they, way that they both have nine. They, they yeah. have nine schools. Makes so a lot of sense. That's just an idea. You, know, you heard it here first on the podcast. But anyway. <laughs> I like nine as a number two for a district because you get, you get two non-district games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The eight district games, and then it's not—it's not the way that half of the district is making the playoffs. Yeah. You know, you can sort of just go 500, beat the—you know—beat the lower half teams, and and you know, fall against the, the the top teams. You really have to be in the top four out of nine, and I think yeah. four out of ten is a little too strict. So I think nine is a really good number yeah. for a district. Yes, either right. nine or eight. Two non-district games—that's enough. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we've, and we've mentioned these, these some of these smaller, uh, especially in taps, where you have a four-team district. It's too small. Uh, the, the problem, of course, being if you expanded it to be a bigger district, they would have to travel way too much. Yeah. Uh, so that, so it's interesting and something we'll definitely keep an eye on uh, when the realignment happens in several months from now. Well, yeah, after she, yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have full coverage of that on Ken's Five. And, you bet. Uh, and, of course, be sure to stay tuned to Ken's Five all week long. A great week of high school football is coming your way. We'll have it all on Ken's Five and Ken'sFive.com. Uh, for David Flores, I'm Cameron Song. That's all the time we have. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.